0: we'll be having two sessions this morning with a break in between and that will be concluding my particular part of this conference I need to express how very much I have appreciated the privilege of sharing with you it has been tremendously rewarding to me personally and uh, many of the friendships that have begun to develop I thank God for praise the Lord for some aspects of him that I have discovered through each and many of you and appreciate your receptivity, your attentiveness, your honest and open hearts to receive God's word. There is a principle of teaching that no one has taught until another has learned. And so the results of my teaching will yet be seen. But I thank God that I have sensed in your heart a hunger for the things of God and a reaching out for the word of God and therefore I am confident that he will establish learning within your life, within mine. I've found the Lord over these last couple of days speaking to my life more plainly than before and in some areas of my own life of hearing a direction from God and a voice of God. I've found God focusing my own desire and uh, centralizing that desire that I can more ably seek after and find him providing and fulfilling that desire I appreciate particularly Bob Mapes and Pastor Cummings Logan Cummings for their invitation and their kindness to me and I have counted that an unusual privilege and honor and for so many of you individually who have sought me out to include me when you go to these kinds of things where people are primarily already friends and you are basically the outsider Uh, you go with a little bit of uncertainty as to exactly whether you're going to kind of be a a loner for those days and doing a job and fulfilling a task and kind of being out on the outside looking in and i have not experienced that and that's because of your kindness and your friendliness and i appreciate that your friendliness has ministered his love to me so thank you thank you very very much i also trust and believe with all my heart that if we have truly heard god usually what god will speak through a guest is only an underlining or a reinforcing or a different perspective to what god will have already been speaking through your shepherd and through your pastor I never expect to go and say something new or profound or to initiate some understanding. In fact, it would frighten me if that were happening. I am far more comfortable that God will have been speaking to your life through your pastor and your leaders and through your teachers. And then God will simply add another perspective to that particular area of truth as he has been wanting to share it with you. And I trust that that truly is what has been happening I also hope that you, kn- that you know and need for my benefit to say to you that I do never presume that my particular application is the only explanation, nor do I feel that I have all of the answers or that I have arrived and mastered something and now I am giving others the benefit of that. I find that we are each walking together in our spiritual lives and we cannot measure one with the other. Our measurement is not among ourselves. Our measurement is with Jesus Christ and what he has called us to. And if each of us are simply reaching for that and walking toward that and growing in that, then we are fellow pilgrims. We're fellow strugglers. And yet, thank God that we've learned that the struggle is not a struggle of ourselves. The struggle is just that of abandoning ourselves to let him work his will within us. So, again, you have made it a treat and enjoyable time for me. And I appreciate it. I will always have a particular interest and concern for what God is doing in Parkdale Baptist Church. And a real prayer that God will, in a very special and unique way, cause that church to become a vibrant center from which the life and love of Jesus can be shared with many, many hearts and lives to touch the cities I believe that God is interested in us as churches to begin to believe that God wants us to affect a city, not just a few people here and there, even a few hundred people, but that God literally wants us to believe that He, through us, when we're totally committed to Him, is able for, to allow us to influence an entire city and area. We are believing God, that God will allow Trinity Church in cooperation and complement with the other fellowships in San Antonio to literally touch that city of over a million people. We are expecting that God will allow that to happen because that's his desire. We just simply have to put ourselves in a place where God can allow us to fulfill those desires for His glory. And I pray that that same will happen in the city of Corpus Christi, and it will happen through Parkdale Baptist Church, to the unique dimension that God purposes for his life to be revealed through you. I want us to look back at the book of Ephesians, if you would. As you can see here on the board, we have added a couple of dimensions which round out what we have been sharing. It all begins with the heart of God, the purpose of God. All things are working to the pleasure of God. God's purpose was to reveal himself. He has revealed himself in many fashions, he is presently revealing himself through the Church, His body, the fullness of Him that filleth all in all. The Church is to be a reflection of the fullness and completeness that is in Jesus Christ. The Church is to be a revelation of the wholeness and the perfect unity that there is within the within the, the Godhead, within the Trinity. There is no competition, there is no rivalry, there's no jealousy between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. If we are singing of the Holy Spirit, Jesus doesn't get jealous. If we're singing of the Father, Jesus doesn't get jealous. If we're singing of Jesus, the Father isn't disturbed that he gets equal time. There is no rivalry, there's no jealousy, there's no competition. In fact, we see just the direct opposite, that every member of the Trinity is literally committed to the exalting of every other member of the Trinity so that the Father may be revealed, Jesus may be glorified, and the Holy Spirit might be released to work actively within our hearts and lives. So the church is to be a unique expression of God in an otherwise godless world. But how is that church to become that? We saw the problem that God has, and that was fallen man. Man in his sins, dead, lost to the purpose of God, separated from the life of God, therefore incapable of being included in the the purpose or pleasure of God until the cross and in redemption. Redemption is not merely to be interpreted from our perspective. It is to be seen as that part of God's overall plan and purpose that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. And and, uh, the understanding of reconciling the world to himself is reconciling the world back to his purpose, back to his heart back to that which he cherished in his heart from the very beginning of time, that he might bring forth men, that he might build a church of likeness and dominion and service, of maturity. What's dominion? And authority. I forgot that one for a moment. And of effective ministry, ministry that is accomplishing the plan and purpose of God. To do that, He effectuated our redemption. Redemption was twofold. It was the reclaiming of us from our former lostness and it was the restoring of us to our former purpose, to God's goal and God's plan for us. And we're going to look at this for a moment and then we'll move on into that and the second session intend to share regarding maturity. We want to talk about this first part. Conversion is not merely to save us, Conversion is to bring us to this very important matter of lordship. Conversion is to take place in a way that I call thorough conversion. Now I know that the moment that you confess faith in Jesus Christ, you are saved. Your salvation is assured. Your walk with God is begun. So please do not misunderstand as though I'm talking about some kind of conditional salvation that has to be constantly improved. I'm not talking about salvation becoming any more than that moment of confrontation and confession and faith in Jesus Christ. I'm talking rather of my life opening for the work of conversion to more thoroughly affect. Every single area of what I am and what I feel and what I think and, and, and what, I, what I do and what I speak. Thorough conversion is not God doing a better work in conversion. It's God's conversion doing a better work in me. I think all of us can look back and view that at the beginning of our walk with God, we thought that we were as wholeheartedly sold out to the Lord as we could conceivably be. But as we walked on in God, And as we come to understand more and more of his word, we came to understand that salvation was a much broader work and a much greater work and a much deeper work in us than we had ever first conceived. And our walk with God is a constant opening up of our life to him. Salvation is that moment of confession and trust and faith and acceptance, receiving of Jesus Christ as Savior. But the work of conversion continues through our life theologically this is explained when the theologians talk about justification sanctification and glorification which simply is to say we were saved we are now being saved and we will yet be saved we will be saved that means that I was saved when I confess faith in Jesus Christ but God is now working to into to work deep within me all that salvation was intended to